Welcome to a special edition of our Thursday night class. First and foremost, uh, Kla Israel is uh, under great stress in Eris Israel, as we know, as we speak. Uh, many of our soldiers are in harm's way, and uh, we have to uh, make sure to pray and say these Devere Torah for their success, for Siyat they should go in and come out of peace. And the inhabitants of our holy land should be protected. Uh, and the Kadosh Baruch Hu should protect our nation. <clears throat> and Bezat Hashem will have the Tzachon and Geula Shilema Bekarov Amen Kenyiratzon. We had a rough couple of, uh, couple of months behind us. Hopefully we're at the tail end in Bezat Hashem Mikan Ulabal Tava. Amen. For a few days before Shavuot, Tafshin This year will be on a uh, Sunday night. Bezat Hashem, we have uh, we have to make the mental preparations. The uh, question that everybody asks is such a pivotal holiday, Matan Torah, and it's only one day. Where is Pesach, the seven-day holiday, Sukkot, seven-day holiday. And uh, here, the centerpiece of Yahadut, Yom Matan Toratenu, the day we came to Sinai to receive the Torah, and all it gets is one day. Actually, in order to develop the Hadush that I came to say here tonight, we need to know the, the structure of Shavuot, the way the Midrash looks at it the way Rishonim look at it. It's a very, very uh, surprising way to look at the holiday of Shavuot. So we begin through the sources. There's a Midrash. The Midrash is Midrash Rabbah in Shira Shirim, in Perek Zayin, in uh, Ot Dalid. So the Midrash says over here, Amar of Yoshua bin Levi, Interesting. Shemini Atzeret originally was not supposed to be the day after Sukkot, like we have seven days and Shemini Atzeret. The Midrash says the original plan it was supposed to be 50 days after Sukkot. That's where it was supposed to be. He says, Keneged Ha'atzeret Shil Pesach. Interesting. Look at the language of the Midrash. Just like the Atzeret of Pesach. Now we know that the Torah refers to Shavuot as Atzeret. Now I've said this in previous Shi'unim. One of our members came to me and said they searched the whole Torah and it does not say Shavuot is Atzeret. They found it in Mishnah. They found it in Hazal. This is one of the Hazals that called Shavuot Atzeret. So you have to know when I said that, I was referring to a Pasuk in Bamidbar. In Perich Chavchet, in Pasuk Chavav. The Pasuk is referring to Shavuot. There it calls it Yom Bikurim. So it says, in that day you'll bring Minha Hadasha. You'll bring a Minha. We're going to talk about this Minha. And it says, 
you'll bring it b'shavuotichim. So here's what the Torah calls it shavuot, b'shavuotichim. So if you look at the Targum, Onkelus, it says, Kodam Hashem Be'atzaratchon, which is Atzen. So actually it's a Targum in his interpretation to the word Be'shavuotichim, which is kind of strange. Most of the times when the Targum explains the word Shavuot, he explains it Shavuaya, the holiday of weeks. And here for some reason, Be'shavuotichim, he decides to give us another name for the holiday, and he calls it Ba'atzeret. Anyway, the Midrash understood that that's the name of the holiday, Ba'atzeret. So just like Shavuot is 50 days from Pesach, so Shemini Atzeret of Sukkot should have been 50 days from Sukkot. So why wasn't it so? That says, for logistical reasons. Ela Atzeret Shel Hag, the Atzeret of Sukkot, Fifty days after Sukkot, you're going from the fall, which is good weather, and you're going to the, the winter. Therefore, to tell the Jewish people to come back to Yerushalayim in the winter would be a tirha, would be a toil. So he said, you know what? Instead of pushing it out 50 days later, do it right now. They're here already. They want to make a trip back. They're here. Unbelievable. But Shavuot, it says, anyway, you're getting closer to the summer when you get to Shavuot. So the trip is not that, uh, today you can't get a flight there, it's just say, uh, go figure. But in the olden days when they traveled by, uh, you know, by old-fashioned way. So the Midrash is coming to tell us, for my point, it's making a correlation. What Atzeret is to Sukkot, Shavuot, I'd say it is the Pesach. It's making that, that connection. So much so that it wanted to make the Atzeret of Sukkot 50 days out, just like the Atzeret of Pesach, uh, just like the Atzeret of, uh, of, uh, of Shavuot. But it didn't do it because of the weather. Clearer than that is the Ramban. The Ramban in Vayikra, he comes along and he writes, a big chedush. He says that Pesach is a seven-day holiday. But the holiday of Pesach, according to the Ramban, doesn't end until Shavuot. And he says that the seventh day of Pesach is followed by the days of the Omer, which he refers to them as Hola Mu'ed. It's intermediate days. Until you get to the last day of Pesach, which we call Atzeret which is considered Shavuot. So it's almost as if the eighth day of Pesach, that means Sukkot has eight days, seven plus one, and Pesach also has seven plus one. They just have the intermediate days in between, his language. That's why many people don't shave. Leave Rabbi Akiva on the side with the Talmudim. So we have rules of taking haircuts and shaving. He says, which means from the first day of the Hag, from, from the beginning of Pesach, all the way to the Shemini. The Shemini is Shavuot. Hachamim, 
the Rabbah is very clear, Hachamim, because the Torah doesn't call it Atzeret, but we have the Targum. Therefore, Bechot Makom Hag Shavuot Atzeret, Kihu Kiyom Shimini Shel Hag. It's like the eighth day of the holiday. Abotai, this is a, a new way of looking at Shavuot. We always thought, Shalosh Regalim, we have three standalone holidays. Guess what? Pesach and Sukkot are not related to each other. Sukkot and Pesach, that way either, no relation. But when it comes to Pesach and Shavuot, it's almost as if, that, not almost as if, the Ramban is saying that that's why they call it Aseret, because it's the finale of what took place. That may explain Halakha and Shuhan Aruch. Maran writes in Siman Tafsadi Gimal. Maran's language is, this is for the ladies, some custom of the ladies that they don't do manual and physical labor from Pesach until uh, until Atzeret. I don't think shopping is included in that. They got a hit there for that. But uh, it should be included. But the point is, they don't do Melacha. When? The whole, whole Omer. Why? Because the Omer is a din of Cholam Mo'ed, like the, the rabbi said. And therefore, on Cholam Mo'ed, there's the restrictions of, of, of Melacha. Furthermore, if you look at the seventh day of Pesach, you'll notice that the seventh day of Pesach is not really a, a, a holiday like other holidays. The seventh day of Pesach, there's no Shehayanu on the seventh day of Pesach. There's no full Halel. There's no special uh, Korbanot uh, different than the other days. Which means that you see that the seventh day of Pesach, even though the Torah does call the seventh day of Pesach Atzeret, it does say the seventh day of Pesach is called Atzeret. I don't, I don't want our members to say, hey, the seventh day, is, it says, Ubayom Shibi Atzeret. However, the Seforno says that Atzeret is not Atzeret like the other holidays. He writes the Seforno, Ne'etzrubo Yisrael Yahdav la'avodat ha'ed yitbarach v'sharu lo shira b'shimi'i shruhag ha'matzot l'fichach nekdash oto hayom. He says, it really wasn't a holiday, but the Jews got together. That Atzeret means they got together. Atzeret normally means stop, don't do work. No, here it's Atzeret, they got together at Yamsuf. They sang a song on the eighth day of Pesach, which, which or the seventh day of Pesach, which is Az Yashir Moshe. And once they got together collectively to sing a song, so what Olam said, you got together to celebrate. We'll make it a, we'll make a, it's almost as if we made the holiday of Atzeret. We got together and sang that was Pesach was supposed to be one day Yom Tov. And then six more days, guess what? The seventh day of Sukkot. It's Cholam We call it Hoshana Rabbah, but it's not a, not a Yom Tov. The seventh day of Pesach really also, even though the Torah calls it not a separate holiday, it's a yeah, they got that, he says. But the real Atzeret of, of, of Pesach is what? Shavuot. Oh, if that's the case, Sabotai, if that's the case, I saw that the post scheme actually discuss, they discuss the halakha. There's a halakha, let's say a person makes a nedir, or a person makes a contract. He owes his friend money. The Baal Torah brings us down. 
let's say he owes his friend money and he says, I'm going to pay you by the end of Pesach. So the Puskim want to say that by the end of Pesach, you have until Shavuot. Because based on this Ramban and based on this Midrash, technically Pesach in the, the last day. I thought the seventh day is the last day. No, 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 seven days, uh, it's still the middle of the holiday. You have seven days, you have a long Cholamu'ed, and then you have Atzeret. If that's the case, I understand something else. I made the following observation. All the holidays in the Torah, without exception, the Torah gives us the date. Rosh Hashanah tells us the first of the seventh month, Kippur, the tenth of the seventh month, Sukkot, the fifteenth of the seventh month, Pesach, the fifteenth of the first month. Every holiday, it gives you a day and a month. The only holiday that it doesn't do that is Shavuot. It doesn't tell us what day it is. Now we need to know when to celebrate the holiday. The Torah always gives us the dates. The explanation might be because once you gave me the date of Pesach, finish, you have a Pesach. I gave you Pesach. Which is Shavuot is, is part two of Pesach. Shavuot is the continuation. So I gave you that. They calculate from there. Furthermore, again, I'm just building a case here, Rabotai. Before I go discuss what I want to discuss tonight, I need to convince you, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that there's definitely a link between these two Hagim. I know we're calling it Shavuot, but Hachemim referred to it Atzeret. It's the last day. It's the last day after 50 days. I found the Pasuk in Yehezkel. The book of Yehezkel in chapter 45 in Pasuk Chaf Aleph. It's talking about Pesach. Listen to the way the Torah refers to Pesach in Yehezkel. Barishon, yom lachodesh. The first month, on the 14th day of the month, Yelachem a Pesach. Pesach, meaning Ere Pesach, that's fine. Then the Pasuk concludes and says, Hag Shavuot Yamim. How's it? Hag Shavuot Yamim Matzot Yachel. It's a holiday of Shavuot. Now, the Befarshim have to uh, 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 struggle, what does it mean? So that she says, it's the holiday that we start to count Shiva Shavuot. Why would the Navi mention Shavuot? What about Pesach? You're right, we start counting for Shavuot, but it's telling us no. Pe- okay, but it's not necessary. What is this for? I'm not part of that. I'm not part of that. You have the wrong party. You have nothing to do with that. There's a Shavuot over here. I don't understand. Is that the of us downstairs? What did I do? Salam <laughs> So here the pasuk says, "Hag shivuot yamim." There's a big rabbis over here. It's telling you that the hag of hag shivuot in the middle of Pesach. So you see from all these sources that the hachamim. Made a, uh, made a connection. If that's the case, Abotai, I would like to now begin the discussion of what we came to talk about tonight. 
I hate to confuse you on the subject of korbanot. Nobody likes to talk about korbanot. We don't bring it anymore. There's details, the technical. So I'm going to try to make it as easy as possible. In the olden days, there was a special korban that was brought very frequently. It was called korban shelamim. Korban shelamim, you would bring it voluntarily or you would make a vow and you would bring it to the Beit HaMikdash. The Kohanim get to eat a little of it. You get to eat some of it also. The Mizbeach gets to eat. That's what's called shelamim. It makes shalom between everybody. Everybody gets a, gets a helen. And the Torah tells us that Qurban Shalamim, like every Qurban, has a certain time limit how long you can eat it for. You can't take the Shalom and put it in your freezer and save it for, uh, for, for duration. You're able to eat the Qurban Shalamim for two days. Two days and one night in between. Let's say you bring the Qurban on Tuesday, you get to eat it Tuesday, Tuesday night, and Wednesday. After that, the Qurban becomes notar, it becomes uh, leftovers, and you have to burn it. That's the regular law of Qurban Shalamim. I want to tell you about another type of Qurban Shalamim. It's in the same genre of Shalamim. Probably one of the most important sacrifices we brought in the olden days. So important is this Qurban that we still bring it today in a different way. And that's the Qurban that's called Qurban Toda. The Qurban of Thanksgiving. The Qurban of Toda is a type of Shalamim. It's in that group. However, I noticed that although it's in the group of Shalamim, it has many, many differences than a regular Qurban Shalamim. I would like to discuss two of them with you. The Qurban Shalamim, we said you can eat it for two days. Where is a Qurban Toda? You only have to eat it that night. One night you have, which is a very short period of time to eat the Qurban Toda. Now you might say, well, maybe the Qurban Toda is a small animal, so therefore you can knock it off in one night. On the contrary, Qurban Toda actually is brought from a par. A pod is a bull, bigger than a regular shalamim, which can be brought from a sheep. So therefore, seemingly, you should need more time to eat it. And instead, they cut the time in half, even more in half. You can only eat it that night. Once the night passes, no time. Furthermore, this is the most shocking. Our Beta Megdash, for good reason, as we'll see, says that we're not supposed to bring into the Beit For whatever reason, it's a, you see the Beit HaMikdash was ahead of its time, gluten-free, organic, they had all the, uh, that all the, uh, all the symbols that from then they knew already. It was a gluten-free uh, institution. <clears throat> Even the Lechem Apanim, the showbreads that they put on the Shulchan, on a weekly basis, was not hametz. They made it the way it was, uh, was hametz-free. Except when it comes to Qurban Toda, the law says that you have to bring with it 40 loaves. 30 loaves of matzah and 10 loaves of hametz. Not one, 10 loaves of hametz. And my question is, 
They don't like habits to bet the Mikdash at all. And here you bring a Qurban Toda. Ten of the loaves that you bring are clearly Hametz. Thirty of them are Matzah, that's fine. And you got so much to eat. And they're telling you you have to eat it all in one night. Whereas the Shilamim has no bread and no Matzah with it. And then you got double the time. My question was, what is the secret going on over here? They got better Qurban I found an amazing Abarbanel on the Pesukim that talk about Qurban Toda. The Abarbanel says, he says, listen, why does a person bring a Qurban Toda? He's giving thanksgiving. The Gemara says, for examples, either he had a situation where he was incarcerated and they let him out of prison, or God forbid, he was incarcerated in his bed because he was sick and he got cured, or he found himself on the high seas and he found himself back at the port safely, he returned to port, or he was in the desert and he was traveling in dangerous areas and he made himself back to the civilization. In all those examples, the Torah says you are mandated in order to give God gratitude because you were in a dangerous situation and God saved you. Oh, Rav Chidah says, a rem is to remember the four items. We say every day in the tefillah, hayim So he says, if you take the word hayim, hayim is rashetevot. The head stands for havush. Havush means incarcerated. Yud stands for yam, is in the high seas. Yud, the second stands for yisurim, affliction. The mem stands for midbar. And if you go through any of four items of Hayim, <coughs> you're mandated to bring a Qurban Toda. Which really means these people that bring a Qurban Toda were close to death. The Gemara says, even somebody that's lying in his bed sick, the guillotine already is around his. And if he gets up from the bed, he has to know he was saved. You, you got lucky. And any of the other situations as well. Certainly somebody that's in prison. We know the second is, that is over there. And for traveling, we see today, Barmanan. Uh, things can happen. So therefore, if you came back safely, you have to know, Bore Olam, spared you. Oh, so we have three Qurban. And what do they do with the Qurban Toda? Like we do today. If you ever saw people, if they get saved from an event, they make Sa'udah Toda'ah. What is Sa'udah Toda'ah? They call all their friends. And they make a nice Sa'udah for them. And at some point in the event, they get up and tell the story. The voice, oh, you have to know I'm in danger and the ship saved me. Some of them sing the Shmat, some of them say the Halil. And they make a, a praise, public praise to God for saving them from the, uh, from the ordeal. Says Abar Banel, something amazing. He says, the Torah comes along and says, we don't want this guy to take the Quran Todah and go home and eat it alone. So what they did was they minimized the time of the eating. So he's going to have to call his friends. He's going to have to call all his neighbors because he need a lot of help eating the Quran. After all, it's a par. Not only that, how does the guy get eat 40 loaves of bread himself? Therefore, he's going to say, boy, hi. 
Bodei, he's going to call all his family and friends together, and he's going to say, listen, we don't have two days for this. We have to eat it tonight. By tomorrow, the Quran is notar. Abad ben that will force the guy to make a su'udat hoda'ah. And will force many people to show up, and therefore he'll give his gratitude. So look at the genius of the Torah. The Torah <laughs> on purpose orchestrates the Quran Torah's limitations to force it to become a, um, a public display of gratitude. Oh. Whereas a regular shilamim is not a korban todah. Regular korban shilamim, it's for yourself. Go home with your family and eat it. All of a sudden, here, the guy calls all his friends, you got to come over tonight. No, I'm busy. You, you got, I'll come tomorrow night. By tomorrow night, the korban's notar. I have all this halot. I have all this matzah. I have this giant pot over here. You got to help me. What, what is it for? Come and you'll see what it's for. Then he gets there. Like one of the rabbis said, today we don't have korban todah. We have instead Birkata Gomer, which is really the same thing. When we say Birkata Gomer, when we survive any of the four situations, our custom is Faradim. Before we get up and say the Beracha, we say, Adonai Yesharim I am saying this uh, uh, gratitude, not alone. You need a minyan. David Shalom, he said, he said in the in the Tehilim, Lecha Isbah Zebah Toda Ubshem Adonai Ekra Nedarai Ladonai Ashalem Negdana Lechol Amo Behasot Ashem Betochechi Yushalayim Hallelujah. When a person means Korban Toda, he has to bring it in a in a public way. So therefore, the limitations of its eating will force the person to do it in such a way. It's in order to make a Question is, why Hametz? Why Hametz? Something that was so contraband in the Beit HaMikdash, and all of a sudden, the Torah comes and tells us that for Korban Todah, you have to bring not one loaf, but ten loaves. What's the sword of it? And especially, very rarely do you see that we have Hametz and Matzah together. Normally, uh, where there's hames, there's no matzah. Where there's matzah, there's no hames. These, 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 these things are shatnes, they don't go together. But in the Korban Todah, over some we see a hybrid. I found over here a botai, a sefer called Safnat Pa'anayah. Safnat Pa'anayah is a great mikubal, the Sha'ri Ora, Rabbi Yosef Giktulia. He was a tremendous mikubal, and he wrote a Pirush and Haggadah Shel Pesach. And in his perush, he comes along and he says, V'ta'am hiyot korban todah hametz. He explains the reason why korban todah is hametz. He says something incredible. He says, you only will understand it if you understand why we got to get rid of hametz of Pesach. Why is Hamid such, such a contraband? Why is it so, uh, so toxic? So he says because of what it represents. The Torah has nothing against yeast per se and has nothing against leavening agents. But the Torah has against what the Hamid represents, which is the Yetzirah. Hamid is the representation of sin, according to the Mikubali. The Hamid rises. The Hamid represents arrogance. Where a person thinks 
He can do whatever he wants, even against the will of God. And therefore, if any of you ever said the prayer of the Ben Ishchai before you burnt your hametz, we say it every year. The Ben Ishchai says, just like I'm getting rid of the hametz, the physical hametz in my possession, please help me get rid of the hametz with inside. Like we say in the press, the leavening agent in the Isa, we're like a dough. Get rid of our leavening agent that causes us to sin. So Hametz is sin. Hametz represents sin. So he writes, Matzah on the other hand, Matzah represents miracles. Why, he says. It is because when we had the miracles, when we came out of Masrai, what was the food that we ate during that miraculous time? We ate Matzot. So he says, when a person comes along and he's in danger and he's sakana, guy got sick. So he got saved, but hold it, he says, why did he get sick? Before he got saved, there was a reason why he got sick. Nobody should think that when a person has to lie in his bed, it just happened for no reason. There's a cause for it. And therefore he says, must be that he committed abira. And therefore the abira is going to be mechaper. And therefore, when he gets saved, he has to come along and remember the avera that he made. So he brings the hametz. He says, if I was in a dangerous situation, it must be because of the hametz. And then he brings the matzah to come along and say, I got saved. So the hametz and matzah represent the kabbalah. That a time of kurban todah is a time of vidui. Which means, ask yourself, you got saved. That's not the question you got saved. What did you get sick in the first place for? You got sick also. So he writes to David his Lashon. He says, If he wasn't Raul Avera, he wouldn't have got into this trouble in the first place. And he asks for Mechila. Yes, remember. So therefore, even though he got saved, yes, remember what brought me to this in the first place. So the Hametz reminds him of the Avon, and the Matzai says, that reminds you of the miracle that Hashem did. Therefore, they go together. That's a tremendous secret of the Rav. Lama? Lama Eser. So there's a theory that we want to say like this. Once you understand the sword of the Korban Todah, on Pesach, if you look at the Mizmor that we say on Pesach, the Mizmor is, Hashem kitov ki Hashem, That Mizmor in Tehillim talks about the four people that found themselves in a dangerous situation and got saved. And anytime they get saved, what does the Mizmor say? Yudu Hashem Adam. Somebody that was in the boats 
or somebody that was on the uh, uh, in, in jail. I see they on evil but they were they were locked up, or somebody that was sick. They weren't able to eat. In all these cases, they got lost in the desert. In all these cases, when they get saved, you do that shame. Why did we say that was more on Pesach? Because in Pesach, we went through all four situations. In Pesach, we were incarcerated. We were sick in Mitzrayim. <coughs> we went through Yamsuf, which by the way was dangerous. And we went to the Midbar. We went all four situations. So I asked a simple question. If we went through all four situations, why isn't there a mandatory obligation on Korban Pesach or on Pesach to bring a Korban Todah? You know what I found out in the books? There is. That's the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach, which is a Shelamin, it's a Korban Shelamin, also has the element of what? Of Korban Todah. And look how similar it is. Exactly. Just like the Korban, this is what says, just like the Korban Shelamin we said, or Korban Todah. How many nights could you eat it for? Only one night. Korban Pesach, which is a Shilamin, only has one night. Why? It should have two nights. Okay, we're going to Why'd you limit it? Because it has the flavor of what? Korban Todah. Hazak Baruch. The Or Sameach, Mr. Medved, the Or Sameach says this, Hadush. The Or Sameach says, now you mentioned it. He says that according to the Bil Azar bin Azariah, you're allowed to eat the Korban Pesach only until midnight. Hatzot. Normally, a korban goes until the morning. After the morning comes a new day. So he says, even after Hatzot, we are not allowed to eat it. The Bil Azar will say it doesn't become notar until the morning. Why? He says, because from the korban Pesach of it, it has Hatzot. But from the Shilamim of it, you have it until the morning. So you see the Qurban Pesach says also has two elements of it. It has the Pesach element and it has the Shilamim element. And that Shilamim element is more similar to which Qurban? The Tamid. Oh, the Qurban, Qurban Toda. And what's the Toda of Qurban Pesach? You saved us. That, that, that's, it, it, it's, it's a sacrifice that Klaisel brings. And what, how do they eat it? You have to eat with your family. You have to come together. Exactly like the Qurban uh, uh, and guess what? Today we don't have Korban Pesach, as you know. So I said to myself, there should be somewhere in the halakha that tells us at the Lil Seder, we should do something to commemorate the Korban Todah. I know we get together, we tell the story, but there's no Korban Pesach. So we have a Zerowah. Okay, but Zerowah, you don't even eat. So please point to it. What, what, what do we do at Lil Seder to commemorate the Korban Todah? Oh, I found an amazing Ramah. Now, we don't have this custom. Maybe Ashkenazim have this custom. I don't think they have this custom anymore either. But at least he brings it down. He writes, V'nahagu, custom of Ashkenaz, la'asot shalosh matzot shil sedet, the three matzot that they have on the Ka'ara, me'istaron, they make sure that the weight of the matzot measure in a saron. 
to commemorate the lachmet toda. Let me explain what he's talking about here. The lachmet toda, as I told you, there was 30 matzot. 10 of each brand. There's three types of matzot you can bake in the Beth of Mikdash. 10 of brand A, 10 of brand B, and 10 of brand C. I don't want to go into the brands. There's three different types of matzot. So he says, each matzah weighed in the Qurban three and a third, uh, three and a third uh, se'ah, not that se'ah, three and a third isronim, a certain shi'ud. And therefore, if you take one from each group, altogether it'll measure an isarun. The point is, he's telling you that Ramah takes three matzot for what purpose? To commemorate the three different brands of matzot that they brought in the Qurban Toda. So even if we don't do a Qurban Toda on Pesach today, when you have the three matzot in front of you, that's connected the matzot of the Qurban Toda because you got saved. Oh, if that's the case, that's the case of what I, I found from the rabbi called Shaul Amsterdam. I didn't find it, to be honest with you. Rabbi Mursky found it in a separate Yonei Halakha, in the most brilliant piece. He brings down from this rabbi that asks a simple question on the Haggadah of Pesach. Don't ask me why we're talking about Pesach. I know it's Shavuot, but Pesach and Shavuot are connected. We'll get to Shavuot. He says, the child comes to the table, he asks Manishtana. All year long we eat hametz and matzah. Ask the rabbi, Rabbi I'm from Amsterdam, he's a holder. Does it mean all year long we eat hametz and matzah? When do we eat hametz and matzah? All year long we eat hametz. All year long we eat hametz. We eat hametz and matzah. Anybody have eaten hametz and matzah together? All year long, I met. Friday night, you go to the table. You have chali and matzah on the table. So the kid's confused already. He doesn't know what we do all year round. I forget about what we do on Pesach. He doesn't know what we do all year round. He should say, hametz or matzah. But according to his text, this is hametz or matzah. Furthermore, he asked the question. He said, when it comes to for example, when it comes to leaning, what does the kid say? Sometimes we lean, sometimes we sit. So why when it comes to the matzah, he should say, When it comes to the hametz, he puts it together. Furthermore, when it comes to the maror, what does he say? Shebechol alelot, anachnu ochlim, shebechot. We don't say, anachnu ochlim, she'ar yirakot v'maror, v'alayla zekolo maror. We say, she'ar yirakot. When it comes to the matzah, we say, ametu matzah. What are you throwing in the matzah for? So he says a tremendous hadush. He said, the kid's coming to the table, and he knows this whole hadush, that the Korban Pesach is Zechel Korban Toda. 
and he knows that that's why his family got together to give thanks to Kadosh Baruch Hu for the four items that happened to him when they came out of Mitzrayim. And he sees the matzah on the table, and the father tells him, yeah, the Ramah said we have to put the three matzot on the table, and that's connected what? That's connected the matzah of the Korban Todah. So he asks his father, he said, Dad, anytime we bring a Korban Todah during the year, Shebechol HaLelot, when we have Korban Todah, Anakno Ochrim Hametzu Matzah. We eat hametz matzah together. And alayla where's the hametz? What kind of korban toda is this? My dear father, did you forget your religion? You forgot the regular laws of a korban toda? Hametz matzah always goes together. When it comes to a korban toda, at least, maybe not during a regular meal, but at a toda meal, you always have hametz matzah together. 30 and 10. Hello, so we come to this Laila, and you're telling us, thank God, Mitzrayim, we came out. Uh, where's the, where's the Hamid? So the father has to get out of it and say, hey, listen, my son, catch 22, it's Pesach. Uh, we're not allowed to have Mahamed, uh, it's against the rules. It doesn't really get this question so good. He's asking a, a strong question, and we have to somehow get out of it, and we divert him to that if you come on. Uh, we, we tell him some answers. Pesach, we can't uh, put it this way. His question is better than our answer. We're basically telling him our hands are tied. If you're going to eat hametz tonight, you're going to get karet. So we can't uh, we can't satisfy you. But if I was the kid, I'd press the bar. Oh, so how do we answer this question? Oh. So the answer to this question of Botai this is the big assault now. This is the whole assault of, of Shavuot in relation to Pesach. What would have happened if we just left Pesach, we left Mitzrayim, and nothing else happened after that. What would have happened if Pesach would not have been followed up by Shavuot? We wouldn't have got the Torah. The Halakha writes that you only really make Gomel, you only really make a Korban Torah when you're out of danger. As long as you're still in danger, you didn't return to the port yet. You didn't get out of the bed yet. You have to be totally cured and healed in order to make the Korban Todah. When we came out of Mitzrayim, it was physical. But we were still lacking a spiritual redemption. So therefore, the Korban Todah is pending. It's true we have to start to bring the Korban Todah because something happened, but it's not complete. We cannot come along confidently and say, we're finished, we reached our destination. As a matter of fact, that's why there's a connection between Pesach and Shavuot. Pesach represents the physical freedom. Shavuot represents the spiritual freedom. Like we said many times, Pesach is freedom from, and Shavuot is freedom to. To do what now? What do we do as free people? If we don't have a, a law and instructions or, or a guide, we have, no, we have no purpose. Then you have three million nomads running in the Midbar. Nothing to do. It'll only lead to chaos. 
physical freedom must be followed up by spiritual freedom. That's the case. Really, I will argue tonight, the holiday of Pesach is pending after Pesach. And the holiday is still in abeyance. The holiday is still, there has to be a sequel. If Pesach is not followed up by Shavuot, it's not a hag. There is a direct connection. We don't separate between the physical geula and the spiritual geula. We cannot separate them. They go, they go hand in hand. That's why I saw the Sefer Hainuk says, that's why we start counting Sefirat Omed to Shavuot, the second day of Pesach. We start right away, we start counting. So he asks, why do you start counting on the first day? Which if the whole purpose of Yitzhak Mitzvah is to get the Matatara, start counting on the first day. We don't want to combine two holidays together. Celebrate Pesach one day, give it its own uh, respect. Celebrate the Yitzhak Mitzvah. But once already you gave Pesach one day of its own exclusive uh, 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 praise, on the second day, start already Shavuot. You can't even go one day. The Sefer is understanding the reason why we start counting Shavuot on the second day of Pesach to say, we can't even wait. If we don't link this to that, we're in trouble. So you can't do it on the first day because of technical reasons. You don't want to start counting the Shavuot. We just got Pesach, celebrate Pesach, give it its own day. Once the day passes, start Shavuot. The Tzedukim, by the way, Tzedukim are the wise guys. The Tzedukim, as we know, they did not start counting Sefirah to Shavuot on the second day of Pesach. When did they start counting Sefirah? On Sunday. They read the Pasuk, Usfartem Nachim and Machorat Shabbat. They learn Machorat Shabbat means the day after regular Shabbat, which is Sunday. That means if Pesach comes out on a Tuesday, they're not counting Sefirah until almost a week later. Because the Tzedukim, the Tzedukim don't understand the connection between Pesach and Shavuot. If they understood the connection, they would count it. I mean, you can't separate the two. Because the Tzedukim says the two separate items. That means they believe you can have physical freedom alone. Spiritual, that's separate. Two different items. And we come along and say, no, the physical feeling of Pesach is incomplete. Therefore, the immediate, the first second we can start counting, we count, which means we refer to the Hag as Atzeret. They don't. That's what I'm telling you. That's a, that's a religious Pirushi version of the name of the holiday. Because Atzeret means it's connected. They don't refer to it as that because to them they don't connect it. And that's why, according to the Tzedukim, they always celebrate Shavuot on a Sunday. So it's always on a Sunday, which is the beginning of a normal week. The calendar week is a Sunday. We have a different week of Shavuot. Our week goes according to whenever the first day of Shavuot, whenever the second day of Pesach is. For example, this year, the second day of Pesach was when? On a Monday. Am I correct? No, second day of Pesach. Sunday was the first day, and Monday was the second day. We had Seder on Saturday night, Sunday, Monday. Beautiful. That's why Shavuot is on a Monday. That means for us this year, what's the week? Monday to Monday. Monday to Sunday. Our week this year is Monday to Sunday. 
every year we have a different week. It's the halachic week based on the second day of Pesach starts the weeks. And therefore, the Pasuk comes along and says, <laughs> On your week, not the week of the calendar. That's to go against the Sidukim. Sidukim that don't have their own week, they follow Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, regular week. That's, that's the Shavuot of the Olam. Shavuot doesn't follow the Shavuot of the Olam. The Pasuk says, <laughs> And when is Shavuot always start? The second day of Pesach, whatever day that is, that's the first day of the week. That's Shavuot Echem. And that's why the Targum on that word explains Shavuot Echem. That's why he explains that word, Atzeret. Because he's saying it's connected. The Tzidukim don't connect it. They say, what's well, a connection to holidays? Start a week later, counting to Shavuot. We say, a week later. We're talking about. Therefore, on the Pasuk Shavuot Echem, Tergum says, because it's Atzeret. So therefore, you have to make it as close as the Pesach, the starting of the count, as you can. Oh, so now watch what happens. <coughs> Come Shavuot. We do something on Shavuot, Rabotai, that we don't do on any other holiday. We bring a Korban. And the Torah comes along and says, what do you bring? With this korban, oh, we bring two loaves of bread. We bring bread, says the mefarshim. What's the bread? That's the bread that we couldn't bring on Pesach for the korban toda. On Pesach we brought the matzah, but we couldn't bring the korban toda completely because we weren't out of the woods yet. We didn't get the we didn't get the shemot yet. We didn't get matan Torah. so we come on. Shavuot, and all of a sudden, the Torah says, bring loaves of bread. And everybody says, loaves of bread? I thought we don't bring loaves of bread. Of course we do. So therefore, the real answer to the kid is that, we have a korban todah, what do we tell the kid? Be patient. Be patient. We'll get the Shavuot. We didn't get the Bezah yet. Shavuot, we're going to bring And that will be the ultimate korban todah. That means on Shavuot, and by the way, the Ramah brings down, same Ramah, he brings the custom of Ashkenazim again, our brethren, and we have the custom as well, to eat dairy on Pesach. Many reasons have been said, why do you eat dairy on Pesach? I'm sorry, Pesach on Shavuot. Dairy on Shavuot. No, dairy on Pesach, no. Meat on Pesach. Meat every other day of the year. Meat every day of the year. Dairy on Shavuot. It's because even have a piece of cheesecake in the morning. That's the same. We have katsones, we have samosa, we have different items. Exactly. The question is, Blinsim, okay, everybody has their item. Leave your recipes at the door. The point is, the point is, why? Many reasons have been said. The Benish High says, if you take the word halav, het lamid bet is gematria 40. Because Moshe Rabbeinu got the Torah 40 days, 40 nights. So then we eat halab, gematria 40. Many reasons have been given. But the Ramah says, such a clever reason. He says, listen, they want you to have meat also because you have to have meat on the holiday. You can't give up meat. You got to have meat. So they want you to come home from shul and they want you to have first a dairy 
a dairy meal. Now, if you have a dairy meal, you have to have bread. So you put bread on the table for the dairy meal. Now you clean the table. Now they want you to have meat for the holiday. Not right away, a little later. But the Ramah says you cannot use the same bread that you had on the dairy table for the meat. So therefore, it's going to force you to bring a second loaf. And therefore, how much loaves did you have on your table? So therefore, the reason why we have milk is in order to force us to have Just like he said on Pesach, you have to take three matzot in order to remember the Korban Todah, the three styles of matzot. He's the same reverence and on Shabbat. What was he going out of his way? Because he's saying they're connected. You have to make a remiss to the matzah and the hametz. Because if you don't have the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the kavana of korban todah, you're going to miss the whole purpose. You're going to miss the mode. That means Shavuot is the culmination of the korban todah that started on Pesach. That means I would say it's Thanksgiving. That's how somebody asks, when's your Thanksgiving? Shavuot. It starts on Pesach. But you cannot give thanks until you receive the Torah itself. By the way, now I'm just thinking of this. This is, this is now live, live TV. I'm thinking of this now. <clears throat> on Shavuot, <clears throat> on Shavuot, we also bring Bikurim. That's the time of bringing the first fruits. When you bring the first fruits, you must make a recitation in front of the Kohen. We don't only thank God for the fruits. We start. Arami Oved Avi. Vayered Mitzrayma. Vayagor Sham. Vimtemeaad. Four Pesukim that we read at the time of reading the Bikurim, which incidentally is the exact four Pesukim that we're Doresh in Agadah. Which means, and those Pesukim are the source of giving gratitude to Akadu Baruch Mitzrayim. And those four Pesukim Resurface when? And what is it all about? Taking a shift from Mitzrayim, from Laban, from here to there. So you see the whole Inyan of Shavuot, we're thanking God. It's a Seudat Hoda'ah. That you have to know when you sit down at the Seudah, you have to tell your fellow, this is gratitude for what that? Gratitude for giving us the Torah. But I thought we did it on Pesach. Pesach, we didn't have the Torah, by the way. Pesach, so, so that's why we couldn't bring the Kurban to that completely. We brought only Matzah. Oh, not because we couldn't eat Hamas. Eh, that's uh, the, the deep reason. The deep reason is because until you get, we're not Sidukim. Sidukim says, oh, that's two separate items. By the way, many of the Sidukim don't show up for Shavuot. They have to with Pesach. They got freedom. They don't care. If there's no linkage between them, they don't hold it inseparable. We hold it inseparable. The people don't have to be connected. Rabbi Mursky in that speech writes, if you look at the four Lishonot of Geulah, Vehotseti, Vehitzalti, Vehgaalti, Vehlakachti. The four Lishonot, we have four cups. So he says, Vehotseti, it says, God took us out of the Siblot Mitzrayim. Vehotseti, it came, Mitahat Siblot Mitzrayim. That God took us out from the Agonies of Egypt. He saved us even from the regular labor. So that's the second phase. Then it says, you took us out of Egypt. Already by the third cup, you're out of Egypt. So he says, what's the fourth cup? What's Velakahti? Velakahti already is coming attractions. 
the fourth cup they have on Pesach is coming attractions. When? Shavuot. When was that? Shavuot. So he says, that's why the halakha writes, while you're allowed to drink an extra cup, if you want, I don't know who wants, but if you want to drink an extra cup between one and two, or between two and three, you're allowed. But between cup three and four, you're not allowed to drink any extra cups. Why? Because there cannot be a separation between Ga'alti and Lakahti. Between the Ge'ula, Fizi, and the Lekiha, Ruhani, they must be connected. We're not Sidukim. A Jew is not out of the woods until he has a religion, until he has instruction, until he has the book, until he has the deed, until he has the law. And then we'll cut three and four uh, a link. They're two, exactly, the two sides of the same coin. Cup three and four is Pesach Shavuot. And that's why, that's why I saw brought down, I saw brought down from Shlomo Kluga. Shlomo Kluga has a question. He says, why don't we make a beracha on the Haggadah of Pesach? Good question. Many answers. It's a mitzvah. Why don't you make a beracha on it? So he says, because what's the whole purpose of the Haggadah? To get the Harsinai. When you get the Harsinai, you get the mitzvah. We make a beracha on every mitzvah. You'll, you'll make the beracha when you get to the mitzvah. To make the beracha on, on the Haggadah, the Haggadah is the physical freedom. Physical freedom is to get you to Matan Torah. Matan Torah, you'll get the mitzvah. You'll make all the beracha. Why should you make one beracha on the Haggadah? Make 200 beracha when you get to the Harsinai on the mitzvah. We don't make a beracha on something physical. And until we got there, it was all physical. Therefore, Rabotai, with this we understand Ramban. I want to show you how the Rishonim, hey, we're talking for an hour. We went around the world and back. We have to make a gomel after this class, by the way. We went around the world and back. The Ramban, in his Perushtra Torah, he has one line explaining everything we just said. But the Rishonim, in a few words, their words are very heavy. Listen to the language of the Ramban. He calls the Korban of Shavuot Bedin Todah. What does it say in the Torah? It's a Todah. Torah says it's a Shte'alechem. But he refers to it as what? Korban Todah. And he says, why? Listen to what he says. Ki hu yom ha'atzeret. It's a korban todah. You know why it's a korban todah? Ki hu yom ha'atzeret. What are you talking about? What's You know what he's saying? He said, because it's connected to Pesach. And therefore, it's the atzeret of Pesach. It's the eighth day of Pesach. And since it's the eighth day of Pesach, we need to bring a korban todah. And we couldn't finish it on Pesach. The Rabbans tell you it's linky. Who said it? And therefore the Quran Torah has to be culminated on Shavuot. That's the Hametz. And then he says, and if he thinks this is simple, he writes in his Lashon, Only a maskil will understand this sword over here. So the name Atzeret is laden with a lot of Kavanah. 
Atzeret Perush is not a standalone holiday. Just like Shemini Atzeret is connected to Sukkot, Shemini Atzeret is the eighth day of Pesach. We call that Shavuot. And that's why the Targum on the word Shavuotichem, not the weekday of the Siduki. The weekday of the Siduki is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. They always celebrate on Sunday. It's a regular Shavuot. It's the calendar Shavuot. But Shavuotichem, every year it's a different. This year, our Shavuot is Monday to Sunday. Next year, it'll be Wednesday to Tuesday. Every year, whatever, whatever the second day is, the Shavuot Why? Why are we trying to connect Pesach so close to Shavuot? Ah, because Shavuot like he says, because it's linked. That means to us, we believe that without the follow-up of Shavuot, we would not be able to. Now we understand the Gemara. Gemara says, that on Shavuot, everybody agrees that you have to celebrate in a physical way. You have to have a Saudah, you have to have, and Rabbi Yosef said, on that day, he made a special meal called Eglat Tilta. Eglat Tilta is a, a, it's a big animal, Eglat Tilta. Egel Meshulash, the third from the womb, some say, because it's the tastiest. Now, I don't know how many people Rabbi Yosef had in his family. Eglat Tilta, who can eat a whole egg? Explanation is that Yosef was saying, make Eglat Tilta. His wife said, Who's need all this? We're inviting the whole community over there. Why? Because that's the Korban Todah. Korban Todah, you have an hour, we got to eat it in one day over here. He live. Hi, Yoma. He said, If it wasn't for this day, come Yosef, he be a regular guy. That means you have to look at Shavuot Rabotai as a holiday of gratitude. We always focus on, of course, we have to learn, we have to connect, of course. But first, before you get to the, you have to take a share. Thank you, Hashem, for giving Hashem We're lucky that you gave us this book. Shalom. If we didn't have this day over here, Kama Yosef, I would have been a regular Yosef running around the streets free. I would have been free like everybody else, but I would have been Rav Yosef. And therefore, the custom over here that we have on Shavuot of calling it Atzeret, and the custom that we have of Shte'alechem. And that's the child's question on Bel Sedeh. When we're eating a korban todah, it's hametz matzah. Of course, it's correct. But this, it's pending. Stay tuned. Wait 50 days. And in 50 days, you're going to see the concept of shteh alechem. And then already, the korban todah will be complete. And therefore, Rabotai, we have to remind ourselves that it's not enough only to commit ourselves to Torah and Shavu. That's for sure. But you have to have gratitude. Really, I would say, the Jewish Thanksgiving is Shavuot. And that's the Kavanah that we have to have. Therefore, we call our families together to Seuda. And at the Seuda, you have to tell them, And that's why I conclude. The chapter that we read from Tehillim on Shavuot does not talk about Kurban Todah. Does not. Like Pesach does. But it's the 68th chapter of Tehillim, chapter Samechet. Samechet is gematria hayim. Hayim is representing, like we said, the four, the four items that we say, gomel for mechola hayim yudu chasela, or even better. Now we have hayim. Asam nafshenu ba hayim velo natan namod When we came out of Mitzrayim, we had physical hayim. We read chapter Samechet, gematria hayim, because now we use Therefore, I say to our members, Happy Thanksgiving.
<laughs> Not happy Shavuot. I would say to our members, happy Atzeret. We're finally finishing Pesach. This is a trivia question. Go tell somebody that the rabbi said you're allowed to eat hametz on Pesach. Absolutely. This is the end of Pesach. The first seven days you can't eat hametz. You have to wait until we get to the Geulah. And then once we get to the Geulah, Ruhani, then the hametz comes out. Now the Korban Toda is complete. The school is Shari Rabon. Which one?